Good morning, afternoon, or whatever time you're tuning in, and welcome to Benjamin, a podcast with me, Benjamin Paz. Today, we have a very special guest and one of my best friends in the world, Alex St. Dennis. Thank you so much for being on. Yes. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Of course. I'm so excited, too. And of course, we are going to talk about what we always talk about, I feel like, and that is pop culture. We're going to talk about so many different parts about it. We're going to talk about the old, the new, how it's changed, the real influencers of our generation who are... Um, not necessarily your TikTok star or anybody like that. So, um, or Instagram model. Yeah, or Instagram model. You know, we're not like, you know, we're not like, we're, we get it. We're millennials, but, you know, <sighs> we have a thing for the glitz and glam of the early 2000s. And that's all I'm going to say. A well, for a well rounded star. Yeah, a well rounded star. Someone who does it all. Um, I, think, I think a lot of people are, are very much not that these days. But enough about uh, our topic. <laughs> Tell me how you've been doing. What have you been doing to keep busy and, you know, what's going on? Um, so for my day job, I've just been working from home. Um, I work at Warner Music Group in their artist royalties, just handling accounts. Um, and... Let's see, I've gotten quite a few plants. Um, I recently got a Majesty Palm and a small Meyer lemon tree, which looks like it's growing. Both are growing, actually, so that's nice. I love that. Um, There's always the concern of, God, is it going to have, like, the right conditions, the right soil? Am I fertilizing it Yeah, it's another living thing. I mean, it's like, it's a baby, you know? Yeah, and... I have two cats too, so it's like I just like having living things around me that can remind me of like planet Earth. Yes. Um. Let's see what else I've been baking a lot. Oh my god! Like, have you tried anything new? I feel like we you might have sent me like something that you were making that was new or something like that. I I've recently made um ch- peppermint chocolate cupcakes. Oh my god! When I. Yes, when I read that the other night, I was like, oh my god, that sounds amazing, and I'm sure the icing is, like, freaking bomb. So... <laughs> it look, It's really oh good. Oh my god, I bet. <laughs> Wait, so they, what, what kind of cupcake is it? It's a chocolate peppermint? So, it's basically a chocolate cake with peppermint Oh oil. my god. Or no, pep... Pepper, so, like, peppermint extract. Yeah. So, you know, you know vanilla yes. ac- extract. It's... Just that, but with peppermint leaves. Does it, does it taste kind of um, like a like a Andy's mint or something like that? Like you know, like the little mints that you get at like the like Italian restaurants or whatever, or like just like a less minty, less minty. Okay, just like very more chocolatey. Ooh, yummy. It's very rich, very rich, because you use like bittersweet chocolate in the frosting and like unsweetened cocoa powder in the cupcake, so it's like really <laughs> chocolatey. <laughs> you know what I miss of yours though. Is what? pork chops? What you know the are the ones that you put like cinnamon on or whatever? Do you know what I'm oh. talking about? Okay, wait. Oh, do you mean the pork Maybe belly? It's that I think it's that. I miss that. 
Was it like the bacon I type? I think so. Of thick I slab? I think so, yeah. And sorry for everybody I that, that I like was forever. talking, you know, the last episode we talked about going vegan and we're talking about meat, so sorry. I didn't put like a little like spoiler or whatever on here, but yeah. <laughs> I think, I mean, Liz has definitely changed my right? mind so much on, I I really don't buy meat anymore at the grocery store. I don't store. either, I mean... Like, yeah, straight I, up. I, okay, I will be totally honest. I love buying bacon because, like, I just... That's... I grew up eating bacon. I just... That's what you do when you grow up in a small town, which I think Liz and I touched on that a little bit. And the fact that, like, when you are in a smaller place or not as aware to what's going on in the environment and with animals, I think it's easy to pick up. And people are just like, oh, well, I'm just going to eat that or I'm going to eat that cheeseburger, not really realizing where it comes from. And I think, like... um there are certain yeah. things that honor animals that some vegans and some vegetarians and that kind of thing are all about. They're like, I mean, if it was done in an honorable way, then that's different. But I totally am with you on that. And I I mostly just buy, you know, um, uh, well, you know, my usual, like, I usually just buy breakfast food. It's just so funny because every time people open my fridge, that, that is very they see true. breakfast food, they see <laughs> eggs, some like eggs, yeah, bacon, some orange juice, and then you know, of course, I'll get a bottle of champagne oh for like and an Andre bottle of champagne and make mimosas with my leftover yep. orange juice, and you know, I'm just a freaking mess, and and that's I think what you're gonna learn on this episode of the podcast. Um, <laughs> but breakfast food is so yeah, easy. oh, it's so easy, and that's what it's you know I like easy, um, you know, um, period. Oh, you know what, what? I fucking made? I made. Double chocolate cookies. Oh, yum. That sounds incredible. I love that. They were so good. The chocolate chip, the chocolate chips, like, there were so many. Some just kept Ugh, falling amazing. out. So I had to, like, pa- I had to like pack them into, like, the individual yeah. cookie balls. I feel like you, yeah, Kylie yeah. and you will probably cook when you come. Like, 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 you'll have, you'll, like, 100%. meaning you'll have fun, like, in the kitchen cooking for me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, oh, and I've also been working on I know, on tell me what you've been working on, because you've sent me some things, but have you written anything in, like, the past, like, yeah. couple days or anything that you can think of or not really? No. I haven't been writing a lot, but when I do write, it's very, like, interesting ideas. I'm just kind of, like letting the inspiration yeah. take me i i was trying to write a song a day not a day but like a, i think i said like three songs mm-hmm. in a week i don't know it just didn't happen i just don't know what to write about i nothing new really has been happening same old in my shit life. yeah i know it's it's really hard i think for a lot of people because um I mean, just from, like, a human standpoint, like, having to really sit there and just, like, kind of marinate on what's happened, but nothing new is really, you know, coming. So you can only, like, write as many songs as your mind lets you before you're like, all right, moving on, but we don't have anything because we're, you know. So it's, you just have to let, you know, your mind flow with it and everything. But that's so good that you've been working on music. And I was just going to plug, um, I want to go to a party, even though it, you know, it came out a while ago. Um, we've written songs. It did not. Not well, even know, a year it's yet. Just cra- but that's how fast we, and we're going to talk about this too in the podcast, how fast we consume media nowadays. Because I even feel like, I mean, Icon came out a year ago this weekend. And I even feel like it's been years because of how fast we consume 
media and how much we have to flip it and you know uh bring it out so yeah but yeah. um i want to go to a party is out now and you can stream it on all streaming platforms as well and you can watch the video on youtube if you want like a visual yes, experience that i filmed and and we made happen and it's just uh, i'm so glad to be a part of that yes. and to write songs together i mean we've been writing songs together for i mean what how many years now i mean it has to be at least uh four or five because I, I can't remember four. what year we actually met i think i mean i think it was i think it was 2016 that's what i wanted to say too um it was like spring of yeah. 2016 yeah yeah, yeah it was so yeah four years that's crazy um that we've been writing and been friends and known each other and that's that's incredible so i love that right um and yeah i've been yeah i've been writing a lot too and doing a lot of demos and that kind of thing it's been really nice to just like you know i mean getting to work from home you know you get to zen out you get to really focus on yourself and it's really nice it's really good to do so i'm glad that you've been able to do that have you been watching anything um <laughs> real housewives on on track with this podcast i've been watching real housewives of new york um but i'm i like to go like i'm trying what i'm trying to do is go through each real housewives franchise just like straight through into modern the yeah most recent season I, it's like it's really oh, helping good. me like figure out who these people are right i mean that's it's really crazy how much of their lives they put on uh the screen and how much of it is just so uh you know there's some fabricated stuff obviously but i think nowadays it's nobody feels like they have anything to lose and so they kind of just put it all out there when it comes to that kind of a thing as opposed to like old reality TV shows where, you know, and like The Simple Life, which was like the first real, like, in my opinion, or what I remember, the first reality TV show that I ever really saw. Um, but, you know, it's just uh, a lot of that obviously was produced and scripted and, you know, it's reality TV. It's not total reality, and we all know that. But, you know, it's, it's, it is it is interesting to look at the difference between... Uh, the housewives and something like the simple life and the timing of it all. Mm-hmm. Um, a it's, I think people are so much more like open to being on reality TV because honestly you can record anything nowadays. So like, yeah, if, if you're already like the type of person who, I don't know, attracts attention, reality TV seems like it's, it's a, career move because you can make it Mm -hmm. a success because you have an opinion you have a personality you're able to like i i feel like a lot of reality tv is problems that get solved and then you move on to the next problem and then it gets solved and then you (laughs) and you you, but it's it's relationship building it is i i would say that too and i really realized that today when i was watching um Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and catching up on that, you know, when they were talking, like, yeah, it's dramatic, but, like, they're being, like, real with each other and how they feel about each other, and I think that's something that um, reality TV has taught me, and when people are like, oh, like, you're watching that reality TV crap, it's like, oh, I'm watching, you know, a very... uh, educated and successful women share their opinions about 
life and, you know, what they think. And, you know, they're human beings. They're not, you know, always going to know how to say the right thing. And then they make it up and they work on that relationship or they discard that relationship and decide, you know, we're not good for each other. And I think that that is that's cool about reality TV and the fact that you're able to because a lot of people in our lives are so closed off. You're able to watch people discuss that with each other. That makes a lot of sense, you know? And it's from watching The Real Housewives of New York through, you notice what housewives they keep and which they decide to replace. And right, and who is easy to work with. I, th- I think it's, as time went on with this franchise, it seemed like they wanted more quote-unquote real people. People who didn't like hide behind their privilege or their money or but like they they had that but they were comfortable with it still were themselves comfortable with it how so I'm talking about for I'm thinking of like Ramona Singer yeah so she ha- she is her. successful I fucking love but it's because she's real and she tells people how she feels. Because she has strong emotions, yeah. and she's always been like that, though. She's such a fucking um, New Yorker, it's not even funny. But she, <laughs> yeah, and she do, she doesn't let that, like, she is a type of person where if you see her on television, you know what that that's what she is in real life. Yeah. Right? Yes. Like, I, I, think, I think it's a lot harder to act on reality TV than some people make it seem and I also think it depends on the individual person right if they can put up an act or if they signed up for it and because they want people to see who they are right what does pop culture mean to you what's your definition of it if you had to give one um I don't think it goes to a specific type of subculture, but I think it's whatever is popular. Honestly, nowadays, whatever's popular day to day, even week to week. Mm -hmm. Do you think that this generation is more attuned to what's going on in pop culture than we were before because we have such access? Or do you think that it is... I don't know. It's just what's how do you feel people perceive it nowadays? I think pop culture is becoming a lot more accessible. Like I guess celebrity status. Um, so I think we're getting to see. I think people are more connected with it, but I don't think it's as complex as it used to be. Yeah, or as mysterious. I think. There's no. Th- it's nobody tries to keep their private life pu- private anymore. Right. Not nobody, but like there are a decent majority of people who really do not care if you like if you like know who their family is or if you know who they're dating. Yeah. Or if you've like seen the inside of uh, you know. Yeah, it's like not some as people like are very s- particular. Yeah, it's not as like scandalous to like even just show interest in somebody nowadays because like they can post and they can do whatever um and you know i would say that there are like celebrities have a public private life i mean there's certain things that they'll talk about or or mention um that yeah i think that it's definitely kind of the lines have blurred a little bit um nowadays because of social media and i think that's 
um, a great way to talk about how like you know the the whole Paris Hilton and Kim Kardashian and those guys who really those girls I should say the um, ladies we're using correct pronouns right um, yeah so I think that they really were in like the crossfire of such a time in pop culture history that was so mysterious and so much about trying to um uh capture the craziest moments and i think all, i think it hasn't changed that much since then as far as that goes but when you're able to get it directly from the source and you're not hearing it from a tabloid you're not hearing it from a magazine i think that you're able to have the control and the media and stuff isn't able to control what people's perception are you that's on you i mean think about the fact like if kim kardashian would not be who she is today because only fans there's a million kim kardashians now you you know i mean i know that's that's you know a touchy subject for some of you who love kim but i mean it's just it it's the truth i mean we have such access to uh, information and the ability to do stuff whereas you know Paris Hilton um, obviously she had money she had whatever but she has I mean she she's on social media all the time she knows the formula because she created the formula they were forefront they were the forefathers foremothers for foremothers <laughs> for great. I'd say social media and I mean yeah Kim Kardashian and like celebrity sex tapes like that's kind of becoming only fans. Like you get these only fans celebrities almost. Yeah. Well, and and it's almost become like it's it's just not scandalous anymore. There's no, no. mystery. There's nothing people, to it. People don't care if your nudes get leaked anymore. Yeah. They're like yeah. whatever, or they just they drop them themselves. Like here you go. <laughs> Which this might be like way above like the consciousness of like a lot of the listeners but to me that's in a way and this sounds like weird but in my mind it makes sense that like it's like old renaissance paintings of like naked people just like out and about and doing their thing you know like that were just you know regarded the human as art and not as scandal and not as like you know be not yeah not Beautiful. you know as beautiful like it should be and even though nudes are taken in a way that can be provocative or can be this that and the other or have that connotation to it when you look at it i think that it's almost like we're going <laughs> we're going back to that in a way um because i think people are appreciating their body more at least the ones that show it off you know what i mean um and they're doing it for them they're not doing it for anybody else so i don't know it's just yeah yeah so i think it's a little bit different now but the perception is changing yeah the perception and you've talked about that you know we've talked about that too um with certain things it's just the fact that it's not it's just not as um obsolete or if taboo right yeah it's taboo the american meme is a really good example of that when we're talking about Paris Hilton which speaking of I have to tell my listeners what you got me for my birthday because I'm <laughs> so dead and every time I come in to my room I laugh and it's just amazing so Alex got me a life-size 
<laughs> cardboard cutout of Paris Hilton, and she's in this like gorgeous white dress. Yes. And like the jewelry and everything, and it's just it's just everything. So she's got her she's got her little smirk on. I feel Loves like she it. never. I feel like she always smirks for the paparazzi. It's never like a full smile. She's always just like, "Hey, how are you?" I feel like she was always very sultry. With the paparazzi. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, she she's the epitome of mystery. Honestly, she's. Um, She's in that same reign of girls who, like, just fucking amazing businesswomen, amazing people, came from money, but also didn't exploit it and make and make it, like, look at my money. She never was like that, ever, from the longest time since I know... Yeah, she likes nice things. She dresses up nice. But she doesn't push it in people's face. It doesn't define her. Yeah. Well, besides the stop being poor tank top little look that she wore, but like that's iconic, so it's fine. But that's she's not um, talking about being rich; <laughs> she's talking about you being poor. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> that's so funny. That's so funny. Also, like speaking of scandals and stuff, like I mean, obviously I don't watch a Disney Channel anymore. Shocker, but um. Back then, I feel like it was so scandalous to be a Disney star and be a sexy singer and that kind of a thing. But I don't even see them creating those type of archetypes anymore from Disney stars. But maybe I'm just, like, so out of that age group that I don't even... You mean, like, someone who, like, breaks that... Yeah, like a Miley Cyrus can't be tame situation. You know what I mean? Like, that kind of a thing. Yeah, like... That was very... I don't know. I got you. Yeah. I just I think that also depends on the person, but I they did definitely have a formula for kind of like breaking into like adulthood almost. Yeah. And like becoming sexualized and doing songs about stuff other than like puppy love. Yeah. Boys. Well, and you think about the way that, you know, the epitome of pop music and culture, Britney Spears, you know, she is one of the archetypes for what this industry, the pop industry has become. And like you said, obviously pop is an umbrella term and, you know, it is whatever's popular to a certain group of people and that kind of thing. But as far as pop culture goes and when we grew up, I think she was such the perfect example of that formula or whatever because she definitely, I don't think, was as innocent as her image portrayed at first or, the you know, very sexy but very, still at the same time, kind of modest. Um, but, you know, um, but like the latex and every, and, you know, just every outfit and like, um, everything, I think that it's just, um, uh, it's interesting. I feel like trying to do that now and, uh, there wouldn't be any mystery because it's all taken away. So it, it is, it's changed so much how people perceive stuff, um, when it comes to even like musical artists too, it's kind of hard to be provocative um, these days, or maybe just people don't aren't doing it in the right way. <laughs> yeah, there's always a way. I there's. I don't know because sex is becoming yeah less of a mysterious thing. Like right. it's open to talk about and 
I I think it's less now about the attention. Yeah. Not that it ever was about the attention because Britney Spears always does sex in such a tasteful, artistic manner. But I think a lot of stuff now it's just out. It's like there, like there you go, like pasties, thongs. Yeah. Which I think is amazing and empowering, I guess. But also, yeah. it's uh, again, it's just uh, it's interesting how it's changed, especially how it come when it comes to like a news source and how we view that. You know, back in the day, you had to watch E News or Entertainment Tonight. Like yeah. I remember Entertainment Weekly. Yeah. EW. Yeah, I mean all of it and I loved watching every, you know, episode I would like record it if I could or you know whatever just to see mm-hmm. what was going on in the industry. Um and you know that was back in the day when, you know, the paparazzi was more, you know, of a thing and they didn't have laws against the distance that you could be from people and it was just very evasive and just very yeah. in your face. Um and but anyway having to you know wait to get the information and nowadays you know we have people's iPhones taking the pictures of those people that are out in public we have the celebrity we have um, whoever is uh, being talked to they are doing it themselves they're filming it themselves or posting it and so like you said directly from the source yeah directly from the source and like even when I was you know quarantined at home and just watching the news and stuff I'm like I literally heard about this stuff last week like it's crazy like how fast information travels mm-hmm. now because of what we have and how much it's you know changed and um to see how trapped people were before I mean you think about the free Britney movement which is uh, still a I mean a big thing I think she's still battling and stuff but I mean she just drove I a think car she the has other day name. And I she did. Well, yeah, I, oh the, God! I didn't even realize how monumental, like right. monumental that was. And I know. And, and when I saw her in that car, I was like, "Oh my God! Wow. She hasn't been out in probably a long time, like by herself, she, you know, like driving a car." Because like yeah, because like she didn't even want to go, you know, on the red carpet that time when she was with Sam, and we all saw that video on Twitter that was like, um, "What'd she say?" She was like. I just want to go. I just want to go. <laughs> yeah. Like, she, she, I think they're talking and they're like, are you like, you okay? What's going on? She's like, I just want to go. Yeah. And so I think they like pose for a couple more pictures and then just walk off. Right. The red carpet and then just leave like down the street. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure that like uh, a lot of that is just so stressful for her. And so, um, honestly, there's it's like, not, it's not worth it. No, especially. At this point. Yeah, exactly. But I'm so glad that she got to like get out and do whatever. And also, um, if you're listening, you probably have already seen my icon video but i talk about pop culture in the video and uh speaking of the free britney movement i wanted to bring it up because i'm so surprised that that video didn't take off like it should and yes it's only been out for like you know a little while but i'm so i'm just kind of baffled that it didn't take off because the free britney tank top i mean the bedazzled like that was i mean that is just iconic i mean i don't know it's a look. it is it's a look and it's it's something that should be remembered so um <laughs> if you're listening and haven't watched it please go watch it because um you know there's a lot of layers to that and uh 
you know, the fact that, like, I'm dancing by myself in the video and those scenes, very isolated, you know, and the movement and everything is very, like, contained for the most part. It kind of is also a representation of, like, how pop culture used to be. And, I mean, even in L.A., I feel like people just don't really give a shit about seeing celebrities anymore. It's kind of funny. Like, I've only been here since January, but, like, I feel like nobody gives a shit. I mean, it's they're just people yeah. like us, and I think a lot of the general population is realizing that, especially now that you can get things from the source just like everybody else. Exactly, exactly. It's made everybody. They may more have human. more followers, yeah, but, and I think that's why the free Britney movement is gaining, like why so many movements are getting so much momentum because you realize. Everybody is a person with a story and a background. Yeah. And and you realize that, you know, or it doesn't matter what walk of life you come from, but what you do with that, hopefully it makes you realize that we all have some sort of purpose in this world. Therefore, we are all connected to each other, you know, and we are... You know, I don't know what I'm trying to get at, but... We are one. Yeah. We are, yeah, we are one. And and I think that's um, what all these movements are doing. And speaking of um, the Black Lives Matter movement and all the marches and everything going on, I've gone to two of the protests. um, And I would like to go to another one. I just haven't been able to, you know find the right one, whatever that means, um, and uh, just go. But, you know, social media has been such a great tool in our culture in order to get out information because I think a lot of us, especially us white people, really don't know how to have that conversation sometimes because of what we've been taught. We don't know what we should say or shouldn't say. But it's funny that the only corrections I've had about what I've said about the movement have been from my, my white friends. And I'm like, okay, well, I, I don't think that I've misstepped in what I've said. But also, you know, I, I do want to be educated and not, you know, uh, take their response as, like, trying to be, you know derogatory or whatever but just trying to educate however it's not necessarily personal yeah it's not personal and i think that you know it is you know when you are like such a touchy-feely person and like emotional like me i'm like fuck them like they shouldn't say this blah 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 whatever but like it doesn't you know it's 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 nothing that's nothing personal either it's just like don't attack what i'm saying cuz i'm you know cuz you should know yeah. me better but i don't know it's just hard to that's what that's also what is hard about having it come directly from the source i think too is like i think it's everybody has their initial reactions and then everybody thinks about it comes back at it with a more objective view And I think that's just a part of being human because we all have emotions, but we, I think a decent amount of us have also have a logical perspective. Yeah, I would say so. A decent amount. Yeah. Yes. Keyword Um, there, decent amount. 
keyword decent. Some choose not to great, ignore their logical bad. perspective. Some just don't have any at all. Yeah, and I mean that's the thing that I have uh, definitely come to figure out in the <laughs> last few weeks, and uh, it's just been interesting seeing people's uh, thought process thing. on everything that's been going on. Yes. When you don't yeah, necessarily you very interesting. when you don't necessarily like something, but you don't really <laughs> we'll want say to that. offend, we'll you say, say that. interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is it? Hmm, it's I got useful. It for my mama. I yeah, I like that word. <laughs> it is I useful. Think, I definitely I have it used it many times I think and not known mm, that it was a Midwestern maybe. thing. I've I heard that. I've heard it's like a Midwestern kind of more passive aggressive tendency. I trust you. And I'm definitely a culprit of it. So that's why I noticed that's why I noticed it okay, because it's like okay. oh, I do that too. So what was, like, the most scandalous thing that you remember seeing on the news, like, when it came to, like, celebrities oh. with, like, they're, like, what can you remember? Probably that fucking Playboy TV show. The Girls Next Door. Yes. Oh, my God. I remember that being very, a little scandalous for me. It was. Um, yeah. I don't know. It was just fun, though. I was, like... It was kind of more exposure to sexuality. Right. And I was like, okay, this is cool. This is like, I feel good watching it because these girls are like sexy and shit, but oh, like yeah. they also have a personality and like they're people too, you know? Exactly. And it's, they're hot. Uh, yeah. Like you said, they're sexy. They're fucking They're confident. Gorgeous. They're smart. I love Bridget. Like, um, she like was one of my favorites because she loved like all the like creepy like haunted house and like horror shit and she was so cute and like bubbly and I was like oh my god I love her and Kendra was just her laugh like fucking uh, hilarious Kendra's laugh always made me laugh yeah and Holly is just like Holly I mean she's awesome she's classic she's a classic she's very classic she is a classic um she came out with a mm-hmm. book like not too long ago and that would be cool to read oh really yeah but I like would I mean you know I was the first child so like I wasn't allowed to watch a lot of things um and, or like you know whatever and um so I think The Girls Next Door came out when I was, like, in, I want to say, like, junior high. I think it was, like, about 13, when we were 13, so... FM, a first love. Yeah. (laughs) 2009? 2008? 2008. I believe so, yeah. But I remember, like, having to... I don't know if I had a sneak to watch it, but I think my, like mom was like secretly like why is he watching this or whatever but like i'm like girl it ain't because i'm looking at the girls <laughs> i just think they're cool i just like love them but um but yeah i want to be friends with them mom but that was <laughs> definitely one of like the, right exactly that was one of the first shows like that that really showed like adult entertainment in a reality show yeah you know to be honest yeah not that not you know Playboy is more of obviously a fashion editorial side of that, but still to have that on TV at that time was so scandalous. And you think about all the things that we consume nowadays, and it's just so obsolete to that. Another thing, I okay, I get why it was scandalous, but I never took it as offensive. 
but um, Gaga's meat dress. Oh yeah, I think that was brilliant. Obviously, I mean to and and people people are just jealous because they didn't think of it, and that is honestly the tea. She literally added that definition to the dictionary. Yeah, really A meat dress. Yeah, but she, you know, her whole purpose of doing it was to shine a light on the speech that she would give the next day, correct? Was it the next day or like... I, it was around somewhere that time. Around there. It, was, it was 2010. Yeah, which was, you know, um, it was uh, equality, right? The prime rib of America or, or something like that. I mean, but the prime rib of if, America... If you let... It's like, if you let the government control your body, you become nothing but the meat on your bones. Yeah, and that... If, they, if you let them control your body, your mind, your spirit, who you are. Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of different, you know, obviously layers to that outfit that people really didn't get. Because I think the general public um, is just not very smart a lot of times when it comes to... Uh, why someone really does something or what their really their real intention is. However, the artist or the person that is putting it out is smart enough to know that as well and knows that it's going to have a shock factor and also hopefully will start a conversation with people. Even if the conversation is a superficial stupid one that's like, was that okay? Was that not okay? Or what did this mean this? Did this mean this? I think that, you know, there's uh, different ways of thinking. Definitely. She did it for a reason. So why? Why did she do it? Right. I'm I feel I'm always asking why. I think more people need to ask why. Yeah, I think that's one it's of the human Im- conditions is just asking why. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. most animals do things off of instinct whereas we have uh, you know, why should I do this? Why should I do that? And we think so much. Um when in actuality we we could go on our instincts as well but i think it is important to ask the question since we do have that ability and to learn Mm -hmm. and to really want to know why this happened or why this you know occurred or blah 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 and and um it's it's good to have that skill even though you know it's it's you know you don't always get the answer yeah it's easier said than done for some things Oh, and for, I mean, asking why in so many situations can just be very sticky and like a lot of, a lot of stuff to unpack. Yes. So it has, it's like timing and emotional, uh, like where you are emotionally. And so I don't think you should ask why all the time, but I think a statement like that would have been a good place to ask why and I mean people did ask why did you yeah. wear this dress and she gave her answer and still some people were not satisfied with that do you know. think because you know we're talking about how media has changed and stuff do you think that moment would be as I don't want to say effective but that the, that's the word that comes to mind do you think that that moment would stand out as much now in the way that we consume media so fast? Or would it just be a blip on a website like, oh, Lady Gaga wore a meat dress, oh, well, and then that'd be it? Or would it be even worse because of all of these PETA people or, you know, or everybody's online just, like, talking shit, you know what I mean? Like, how dare they? How fucking dare they? She doesn't... Blah, blah, blah. Like, would that even work nowadays? Or do you think that, you know, something like that still would have some kind of impact 
I mean, because obviously it was designed to be at that time, you know, and it it will never not be that. But what do you think if something like that happened today? I think it would have gotten as much, if not more, attention um, if we're talking about someone who is at Gaga's level now. Right. Is that what you're saying? Or are you saying Gaga now doing that? No, Gaga, not um, Gaga now doing that, but someone at her level um, doing Doing that. Doing something similar? Yes. Or that? Okay. Because we have Billie Eilish, or Eilish, or whatever. Is it Billie Eilish? I think it's, uh, it's, it's Irish. So it's like Eilish. Okay. Well, I don't, I don't, all the fans are screaming at the um, podcast right now. They're like, I love Eilish, whatever. I don't know. Honestly. I think it's I think it's Elish. Well, Billy Elish. Well, whatever you want to say it as, the okay. bitch is cool and she's doing awesome stuff, and I really like but her. She's doing she's, something different. Yeah, it's different, and it's not um, as I mean. Obviously, she's not in the same lane as her, but I think she's one of the only people that's doing something creative and interesting now. That's like new on the scene. I think the rest of the industry is being carried by people that are like thirty years into their career because it's worked and like or or they do flash in the pants yeah it's like it's like one hit wonders left and right yeah and we talk about this all the time strange yeah and how much that's changed too and emily um my friend emily she's a songwriter she's amazing she and i were talking about this too and how the industry definitely does need a change especially in pop music i mean um uh, the days, the cute days, especially for the indie artist that, you know, you get on um, a few cute little playlists and get, you know, hundreds of thousands of streams or whatever, and your song's kind of good. I'm, I'm kind of over those days, to be quite honest with you. And I really want the, the labels and I want people to be able to, like, think consciously with their music again because the artists that are in the game doing that are there i mean that's how they're there at that level but there's only and a they've certain, been there and they've been there and they've they know how to do it they do it well um and mm-hmm. uh one of the people that's making great conscious music right now and uh, i don't care if you like her or not is katie perry i think she's making amazing music and she's so into like um, the deeper meaning of human existence and I think that's what we are trying to get at and obviously I don't even have to say what record I've been listening to um, for the past two weeks now has it been out? Chromatica has been out for two weeks three weeks three weeks no probably probably four almost uh, yeah this Friday will be four weeks wow yeah that's crazy so a month so a month sis I've been listening to this record and it's so deep on the sense of like where we are as like human beings and in culture and like it's just like nobody else in the industry is really shocking or surprising or um and that's why I think someone at Gaga's level back in 2010 if they did something like the meat dress it would catch a lot of attention yeah for at least I think for it would have an impact Because nothing like that, I don't think really much like that has happened since. No, and I think that also nothing like that can happen without a budget behind it. And when they're putting money into these 
people that aren't doing shit for them but making them fast money for a week and then they throw them to the curb wouldn't you like to stop having to do that because i'm tired of working wouldn't you like a a return on some new investments right i would love i would love some investments uh that would be really nice And, and there maybe, is sass in my voice because I am I'm very passionate about this. Um, as and Alex I knows, can, I can definitely see like labels just be like these big labels kind of imploding on themselves, and we just get a bunch of like individual people who just have the money and just want to invest, and they just let the artist build their own team, do their own thing. Yeah, send whatever, like just have. A couple people they have to go through who have the money who want to see right new who like see a new good art yes yeah i think that's a very smart way to think about it and I, I i hope that other people in the industry have thought about that as well i'm sure they have i just think working in a label i just think these three they've gotten too big to function yeah it's just there's no it's not streamlined exactly it's it's like i I see things just like starting to fall not fall apart but come apart right i feel like they're gonna come back together in smaller pieces yeah 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 because that's just so much easier to handle and then you have such a broad you have a you what's the word you have a broader amount of artists and songwriters and like different ideas that all these smaller entities will invest in they'll invest into that because they have their own perception of what they want and that's going to be completely different from another person with money they want to invest in projects right where they're not having to all like agree on like this one and there's not a cookie cutter thing they yeah. kind of like base someone off of. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. Um, I'm not not saying that um, Ava Max is doing the same thing that like Gaga is. I mean, but she is that kind of an archetype. If you look at her, if you really look at it, that's what the label is trying to do. Is is pinpoint her make... into that? But her voice is is very different and very good. And I love her look. And, and I think she is doing some things that are different. But at first, you notice how similar it is. And how similar other artists and stuff that are the cookie cutter are to each other. You know? It's a... Especially, like, especially Billie Eilish. Yeah. Like, you know, the other labels are like, shit, we gotta get on this. Well, and, they, and so they try all... to, like... The other labels have always done that when it comes to Interscope, though. Interscope has amazing artists, and um, it's so true. Yeah, and I mean, I that's why I put that on my vision board um, uh, because I really love Interscope. I love everything they stand for, um, and the fact that they really let their artists, um, you know, create for themselves. But ever since Jimmy left, it's changed a little bit. I'm not saying it's bad. It's changed. And I think that they, as well as every other label, is taking on more of those one-hit streaming wonder people, and then they drop them, or they invest in the people that have been with them for so long because it works, and they're good artists. 
but yeah. we can't keep we can't keep putting on these little just boring people on these labels. No. I'm sorry. It's, it's, it's just we can't, and that's the truth. And and I I, <laughs> I am sick of it. We're tired of it. We're yes, tired we are of it. Sick. We're sick and tired. Sick and tired of, of being sick hit. and tired. <laughs> it's like I don't want to hear the same beat and the same cadence over that beat. Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> like it's not it's not happening anymore. <laughs> exactly come on let's move on come on yeah yeah well Mm -hmm. and also i mean you know i think the you know music is whatever you want it to be yeah 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 whatever but pop music and the formula of a of a verse chorus verse chorus chorus break you know whatever you want to do as far as form goes some you people have gotten like, too far away from that, I feel like, and there's no anything. It's just a bunch of bullshit. So, I feel yeah, and there's it's not the thing about music is you need something to grasp onto. Yes, and we're trained like, by the way, so <laughs> Yes, we both are very classically trained. <laughs> and if you listen to classical music, there are motifs There are things that are always going on throughout the piece. Yeah. So you can listen to that and be like, I remember that. I like this piece because he keeps... He, He, she, we, whoever comes back. But a lot of composers are men. A lot of classical composers especially were men. I didn't realize... Yeah, I didn't Um, even think about that. Wow, that's crazy. I really don't think I've played any pieces that were by women i really cannot remember one i'm sure there were some that i've said yeah i'm course. sure there were two i think i mean definitely I in chorus po- and stuff but i mean solos like old i am stuff. almost positive there were pieces that were by women that i played yeah. i just really cannot remember off the top of my head but especially but like in the orchestra cl- yes especially because you play pieces that are so goddamn old <laughs> and, exactly but like it's like when you when you don't have even a chorus mm-hmm. or a hook that people can listen to and be like, okay, I remember that. And like use it in a creative way in your song. Yes. It just, it becomes boring after a couple listens. Yeah. And you're like, okay, I've heard this already. Exactly. And like you said, I mean, the <coughs> motif in music and, and classical music, I mean, that's why it's such a big and important thing in classical music because you can hear it and go back to it. You know, um, it's so funny. Somebody... Um, we were talking about Chromatica. That's why you still obviously. hear that. What? Oh, that's why you still. That's why you still hear that style to this day. Why you still hear pieces that sound romantic or like more baroque pieces that uh, are incorporated into movies or albums, like you're saying. Back to Chromatica. Yes, Chromatica. So you know, you see the three movements in it. It's a classical arranged album, and it's. Uh, there's a reason that it works so well because it follows that formula that is necessary to make music good. And and whether there's a, you know, a motif or not, um, that's, that's obviously visual, like, you know, like one, movement one, movement two, movement three, you know, that kind of a thing. And, and you know, it, it, it consists or, or it's, it exists in music where the artist slash composer 
is conscious in making it so. You can tell when music doesn't have that because it gets boring after a while or... It becomes almost stream of consciousness rather than a more planned out... a, A more planned out piece for the listener to enjoy, listen to, and get something from. Yeah, exactly. And I think that when it, yeah, when it is conscious like that, you really can get such amazing information. And, um, uh, you know, I'm very into like spiritual stuff and music is very spiritual. I think it's one of the, um, only ways that we know that time traveling exists in sort of a way, if that makes any sense, or it's the only sort of time traveling um, device that we have because when you listen to a song you literally go right back to where you heard that song the first time or like a certain memory and like it just like your body literally like you feel like your mind your mental state everything in that time it's so interesting it's true yeah um, or if you listen listen to a song And you're brought back to, like, that time period it was made. Because maybe a song is very reminiscent of a certain period in human history. Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay. Mm Mm-hmm. Would you say that you are more of an album person than a song person? Or or it just depends. I mean, you have, like, songs of the day that you do and that kind of a thing. But would you say that you're more of an album person or or a single person? I think I've become more of a song person, but I used to be an album person. Yeah. And do you think that's because we can consume so much now and have the ability to just choose, pick and choose whatever we want? Whereas, like, you went to Target and you bought um, a CD, put it in the player, and then you only had those 12 songs until you could go buy another CD. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> unless unless yeah. I made like a mix CD, which I did a lot. So maybe I've always been a, uh, I miss maybe them. I've always been a song person. But I I really do enjoy listening to full albums all the way through. If I'm going to listen to an album, I will listen to it start to finish, no shuffling. I will listen to it how the artist wants me to listen to it. Yes. Do you have a favorite album that you love listening from, like, top to bottom, like, all the way through? Um, low-key Lemonade by Beyonce. Ah, yes. Like, I got that on vinyl, and I've never been, like, a big Beyonce fan, but I've always kept up with her. I enjoy her music, but I got that vinyl because it was a staff pick at a record store. And so I brought up, like, two other ones, and I was like, okay, out of all three, like, these two that I picked and Lemonade, which one would you go with? And they picked the Lemonade because it's the staff pick. I was like, I should have I <laughs> fucking guessed that. So I bought it, and I think it's because I get to listen to it on the vinyl, but I've always just made listening to Lemonade such an experience and I think it's become one of my one of my go to albums to just put on and listen to. Yeah. Oh, it's so great. I mean, I remember us listening to it like I think shortly after you had just gotten it. Um, and like I, whenever I hear "Pray You Catch Me," I think of us listening to I it. I love that song on vinyl. 
I love it too. It's so good. That's definitely one of my favorites on the album. Me too. Um, it's it's so great. It's crazy that that record came out so many years ago. I mean, it hasn't been like that long, but it's been like at least. I think like, it was Beyonce's last full length album, right? It was, it was. And it just goes to show you that a full-length album, when it's, you know, real talent that's been in the industry for a while, can last. Um, and uh, I just, I don't really see anybody, like, I can't think of one person from this generation, like, besides, like, when we grew up, you know, when we were younger. Um, like, Gaga, obviously. What? I was going to say Dua Lipa's album. Her, really? I think her okay. second... This second album, I think, was a a very well conceived concept. Like the yeah, future, oh, it, future it nostalgia, I think it worked very well into where our culture yeah. is right now. Um, the little nod to Madonna was cute too. The cover, I saw that. I didn't even notice that that was a nod um, to Madonna. But Madonna looked when I saw so that, I was pretty. Like, good. I loved that photo. I had never seen that one of Madonna before. I had never either. There's so many that I haven't seen. That's like Grace Jones when I looked her up and saw so many, all the photo shoots that she's done. There's just, there's so much that like these people have done because they're just like, ugh. They've been in the game for decades. Yeah. Like I, Madonna's almost 50 years. Yeah. Like it's, it's she crazy. has so much content. And since the internet wasn't invented back then, new stuff just keeps popping up that like we didn't have access to. Right. Because like, people are like, oh shit, you remember this? Let's see if it's on the internet. Oh, let's upload it. <laughs> and then like yeah. it, it right. gets shared. And, and then that, it's like Dua Lipa was definitely like, I mean, but who doesn't get inspiration from Madonna? Like, let, let yeah, me know. Well, I mean, you have to. Yeah, let me know, because um, the industry and the ground that you're walking on was built by a queen, and her name is Madonna. Sigourney. And the disrespect you give to her <laughs> will come back to you. It will, it will. And, you know, it's the funniest thing, because I wasn't the biggest Madonna fan, obviously, when I was growing up. I loved her music. I, I had my dad burn hung up on a CD for me from his office when I was younger. Um, and he brought it home with um, my prerogative, Britney's version of that song, and then hung up on a different CD. And it was this technology called Music Match, which was like one of the first like streaming services for Windows that like my dad had downloaded on his computer. Yeah. So of course, like I would just like text him, hey, can you bring home the new Britney song? Hey, can you do this? You know, it's crazy like that we had to wait for that. Cause like, it's just, Instead of it coming out at like everything. 11 p.m. And then you're like, oh. Yeah, and it's showing up on <laughs> yeah. my phone and it being Listen. like, oh, your single is ready or yeah. whatever. That's so crazy. Um, and like, it's a really cool thing, I think, that the industry has uh, been able to do and, and pop culture in general has been able to cater to the digital age of media is very awesome. It's cool. Um, it's, you know, definitely got its moments where it's overwhelming because, you know, I feel like we feel like we can't shut it off. Which is so funny because we... you you don't make any money with streaming. So none. It, it just it's very uh, fascinating how oversaturated it became but it's just so it's 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 simple it's so easy it's simple to get your music uploaded and if you think you have a chance i honestly i say all power to you because you know you never fucking know well yeah and and i think um you know growing up 
we always were looking, at least I was, <laughs> looking at the charts and looking at what was doing this and what was doing that. I don't really give a shit that much about it anymore. I don't think all. it's as important because there's so much content. Um, and that never charts. That, it will never chart. Yeah. Because that's, that's yeah, a silly never. game. Yeah, it's a silly game. It is. Um, you know, I mean, I would love to have a number one record, don't get me wrong, but it is such a game, especially for, like, you know, because it's so easy. I mean, I I didn't even know when I was younger, obviously, that you could Google and be like, how to put your song on iTunes. Like, I had no idea. But now it's so easy for anybody to do and there it. Are so many, like, there are so many choices that you can go yeah. with, like, for distribution. And it's interesting, too, how... Um, certain songs and stuff reach different countries and cultures and that kind of a thing and too. Then they I mean, blow I up. have like some list. Yeah, I have some listeners like in some random ass places. I mean, there's only two or three of them, and you know these places or whatever. Didn't, um, didn't Icon do like some numbers in? Was it Japan? Oh yeah, in Japan. Like yeah, I did it in Japan. Yeah, I think that's a. Oh yeah, no, it was it was big in Japan. Um, big for me anyway. Um. Because, I mean, it just, it was surprising. I was like, whoa, this is crazy. I don't know how this happened. But, um, yeah, it kind of blew up there a little bit. But um, I think their culture... I'm still waiting for the video. I'm still waiting for the video to blow up. But I think that people aren't going to understand the video for a while. And I don't think people Kat are going to understand that. the song for a while. Yeah, I don't think so either. And I think that a lot of people are going to have to, you know, go back and reevaluate... Um, what it means just like I've gone back and reevaluated what other songs mean from other artists that I listen to so you know I think um uh I think as artists and as people we put a lot of pressure on ourselves um in such a fast-paced culture to have it hit right then when it's like it's okay if it takes time for people to understand it's okay like to just be in the moment and realize that like Things are always happening. Things are going to come and go. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, um, we're all just out here trying to do what we love. So, Like, Gaga waited seven years to put out another pop album. You take... You should take... Or Fiona Apple. She waited eight years to put out a new album. You just... You gotta do whatever feels right for you when it comes to your art and your music. Yeah. And I think it's hard when you're a writer to allow yourself that time because you're constantly writing. I mean, I have so many songs like from the past few months that I've worked on that I'm like, these are fucking awesome. And I don't know if anybody will hear them, to be honest, because my brain might be on another wave by the time that it's, you know, time for me Knowing to make another you, album. Knowing you, it probably will. And that's okay, and that's fine, and allowing that time is important. Yeah. So I think that that's so cool that they allowed themselves that time, um, because you know people people that can say whatever they want about it, but that doesn't matter as long as you're doing whatever you know is go is going with your flow of consciousness and with you know existing and you know having to deal with real life things. <laughs> so because that's what people relate to, because they yeah. are also going through things. Yes, exactly. Well, speaking of, 
you know, people being human and going through things. Thank you for being such an amazing human and being on my show today. Of course. Um, it was so great to talk to you a little bit. We could talk about pop culture and just, like, music for this hours. This could be I a three-hour like podcast, talk- <laughs> to yeah, be honest. Yeah, it could, but I... Yeah, but I will um, spare you the extra two hours unless you want to come have a little chat with us about it. <laughs> and also, we'll FaceTime you. you need to just let, hit us up. Yeah, we'll FaceTime <laughs> you or we'll do a little Zoom meeting yeah. or something. Whatever the kids are doing nowadays. Whatever feels right. Where can everybody find you on social media? Let me know. Um, everything is electric fire with a PH, like a sapphire. Um, literally that. You can do it. Two words, one word. My at is one word. The name is two words. Um, the only thing is my Snapchat, but I kind of keep that personal. So if you want it, DM me and I may give it to you. <laughs> um, but yeah. like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, it's all electric fire with a PH. And TikTok. Oh, yes, you're on TikTok, too. So, yeah, it's everything's going to be in the bio. Um, I usually just put, like, the your Instagram name, and then they can go from there. And, you know, because I feel like everybody is very good at, like, stalking in this generation. We can go I know I am. things about just by... <laughs> I know. <laughs> <Me too. laughs> well, thank you so much for being on, and... Uh, Thank you guys so much for listening. If you haven't subscribed yet, make sure to subscribe to Benjamin, a podcast with me, Benjamin Poss. Thank you and have a good day. Bye. Why did that sound like a voicemail? <laughs>